0: blessings battle i welcome you to another time in god's presence thank you for always listening to the podcasts thank you for always connecting to the move of god i encourage us to share out the links to people there are a lot of people out there who need to hear these messages share them with your friends and loved ones so that they can also get blessed by the teachings. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time in your presence. We bless your Holy Name, King of Glory. Ela nombre tesketobracuta alebre no sequentelia cobra racatele tosh Ela nombre ketescatele Cacobaracatalia Ta We bless your name sweet Spirit of God Amen Today I will be talking about the topic a Living Sacrifice. A Living Sacrifice. It sounds very familiar. The reading of the Bible and scripture will be from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. A Living Sacrifice. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God... That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I beseech you, brethren, or I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service hmm. that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice do you know what it means to be a sacrifice? remember those bulls you will slaughter in the olden times and place on an altar. They let those bulls or those, those offerings burn to ashes so that the incense can go to God. A sacrifice is a dead person. So how are you living and a sacrifice at the same time? This is because you are filled with the Spirit of God. So we are meant to live lives with our bodies presented in this way. The Bible calls it your reasonable service unto the Lord that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God you might just read through and just feel okay probably this scripture means that presenting my body would mean not living a life of sin perhaps but how do you present your body a living sacrifice Because, of course, there are many believers who have tried on their own. They put in a lot of work to try to avoid a sinful life. They've put systems, they have done all kinds of things, but then they still find themselves right in the middle of where they once were. And they're asking, How do I place my body as a living sacrifice? I need you to follow me closely. Do we remember that God gave Moses an instruction to go up the mount? And right there, he was given a vision of heaven. And God told him to build a tabernacle. The tabernacle had the outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place. In the outer court, that was where they would present bulls that's where they would present the meat offering and the seed offering on the altar. And right there, they had a brazen laser where the priests would wash themselves. Hmm. I need you to follow me closely. Remember that I said that our sacrifice is like the offering placed on the altar. So your body should be like the offering on the altar constantly. Remember that the the Bible calls it a living sacrifice. So this will mean that when you place the sacrifice upon the altar, a sign that God has received your offering in those times will be that fire will come down from heaven and consume the offering. That's a sign that your offering has been accepted. The similitude of this is when you stood, walked to the front and said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Then you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Your body in that moment became a sacrifice. But, the priests in the olden times were given this assignment of keeping the fire burning on the altar so they were given the assignment of changing the coals and making sure that the fire kept burning regardless the fire must burn so how do you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto the lord this in this dispensation we don't need priests to present a sacrifice for us anymore. Mm-mm. In this dispensation, you are both the priests offering the sacrifice and you are the offering itself. So you have the responsibility of keeping the fire on the altar burning by a consistent prayer life. It is important to have a consistent prayer life. That keeps the fire that you received burning on the altar, burning. Now you see the balance here. That a Christian who has a consistent, intense prayer life will find it hard to live in sin. The moment you find it easy and comfortable to be in sin, it means that your life is deficient of the fire required to keep your body as a living sacrifice. The Bible says, Brethren, I beseech you therefore, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It means that your body must be in a state to be habitable by the Spirit of God. That if your body doesn't have the required state to keep you away from a life of sin, the Holy Spirit will not be able to dwell in you anymore. Verse 2 And be not conformed to this world But be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's sad to watch the world these days and see the kind of things that are even argued in the church. It's sad to watch how people are conforming to the world's standards. It is easy to shift things from the world now into the church because people's minds are not constantly transformed into the greater light. There's a need for a constant washing with the world so that we can come to that knowledge that God wants us to have. The body of knowledge required per time. If we step deeper into the second level of the tabernacle of Moses, you will find out that in the inner court there were three sections. The section of the golden candlesticks or the golden lampstands the section of the table of showbread and the section of the table of incense when you step into this when you step into this inner court the room is lighted up by the golden candlesticks and the priests were given the duty of eating the bread standing the table the bread on the table of showbread every week the priest must stand there and eat all and replace it. Because as you eat the bread, you are made likened unto the golden light that lightens that room. So that room, the innermost place, represents the soul of man. It represents the mind of man. As you eat the bread you are lighted up like the golden candlesticks in that room. I'm sure someone is saying "Ah, what about the table of incense? The mind that's the faculty where thoughts and desires are designed. And we don't know that in the realms of the spirit, this place is, is as real as holding a table. So, your imaginations and your thoughts, they rise like incense before the Lord. If you remember the book of Revelations, you remember the elders opening the prayers of the saints and they were like incense? hmm Yes. That's the, that's the place of the mind. The health of the inner place is what affects the sacrifice outside. The health of the inner place is what will determine if the fire of God will come upon the sacrifice outside. Because remember that an altar call was given and the altar call did not hit the body, it hit the mind. The desire to know God to draw close to God was from the mind. Now the spirit came because the mind agreed to partner with the spirit. Yeah. God gave all of us free will. But it's a requirement for you not to be conformed to the world but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. God wants you to be like him in, in thoughts. God wants your thoughts to be fashioned like his thoughts. And that can only happen when you constantly study the word. When you constantly eat the word like the priests. Then the word will lighten up your soul. The psalmist said something about the the candle of the Lord lighting up his soul. The Bible also says that the word of the Lord shall be a lamp unto my feet. The word is light. And as you eat the word, as you partake of the word, each time you enter into the innermost place and eat more of God, you are lightened up in your soul. Your soul is lightened up. You are transformed into the image of God. The Bible says that the path of the is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. It is a must that you do not remain in the same glory of yesterday that you keep shining till you become perfect like Christ. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Hmm. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God it is very salient for a believer to be on fire for god by keeping the altar full of prayers every day is your assignment to keep those coals burning god gave you the fire but it's your job to keep that place burning with prayers oh there are a lot of believers Who are on fire for God. They pray a lot. But when you hear them speak. Their minds are shallow. Because they haven't given the. They haven't given their minds. A place for the Word To transform them. Or to transform their hearts. So it's the assignment. Of the word of God. To polish your mind. And help you. To be like Christ. Now the b part of us too says that you need the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god when you step into the most holy place in that room there's only one thing present And that is the Ark of Covenant. The Ark of Covenant. Only the high priest was allowed into this place. In the days of the Israelites, you know, wandering, I think it was only Moses who had the, uh, uh, maybe Aaron, who had the ability or the right to go into the most holy place. This is the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God tabernacles on your spirit, on your human spirit. The most holy place. It should be a dark room because there are no candlesticks like the innermost place. But then, it is the Holy Spirit himself that lightens up this room. God himself is the light of this room. Just the way you receive the Spirit of God and He makes your spirit righteous. The righteousness of God is your righteousness. Our works do not make us righteous. It is his spirit that makes us righteous. But I need you to look at the progression here. You need a consistent, intense prayer life with a word-based life to be able to understand what God's good will, acceptable will, and perfect will is. You don't hear God at the level of the body. You don't hear God at the level of the soul. You only hear God when you enter into the spirit dimension. So Moses was standing in front of the ark. And the Bible says that the voice of God will come between the two cherubims that were kneeling, between the wings of the cherubims, a still small voice came. And that was the direction that they needed each time to move or to stay, to fight or to stay. Many of us are comfortable in the acceptable will of God, but there's the good will and there's the perfect will. The acceptable will of God is okay. But the good will of God is even better. And the perfect will of God is the best. You do not jump from the outermost court where the priests are washing their hands and legs and feet and all of that. Right into the most holy place. You must follow the process of the balance of, an, of a life full of intense prayers that is consistent, a word-based life, then you have access to the Spirit of God. He cannot give you direction on His will. It is God's desire for us to be in His perfect will. There are many people who are only in the acceptable will of God regarding certain issues of their life or certain circumstances in their life. The acceptable will of God is okay, like I said. The good will of God is better. But there's a perfect will, and that's where we should strive to be. Imagine a man's life consistent in the perfect will in all areas in marriage, in ministry in finances, in relationships, every single area, a man in the perfect will of God, that life will be a life full of wonders, full of glory, full of blessings. The aim of this teaching is to let us understand that you cannot live a life with your bodies presented holy and acceptable unto God as a living sacrifice without your input. You don't receive Christ and just lie down. You must take a conscious effort to pray. A believer that doesn't pray is a proud believer. Do you see what happens to the to the sand in the deserts? When the wind comes, it blows it to any direction. Man was made from dust. A proud believer is one who doesn't pray. You must pray every day. It is your reasonable service unto God. You must study the word because this is the basis of your transformation into the light of God. Then you will know God's will for your life. You will know the acceptable, the good, and the perfect will of God concerning your life. Bethel, I call you blessed in Jesus' name. I call you blessed in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is brooding upon the hearts of many already. I see the Spirit of God convicting the heart of a lady. Yes. God is calling you to a deeper place in your walk with him. Put off the old walks and step into the new. The old is passed away and the old is made new. You have received Christ right now. You are a new believer. Now walk in that light. For you who haven't received Jesus, this is a call for you to know him. If you want to receive Jesus into your life today, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for dying for me. I believe that you're resurrected for my justification. Lord, I receive your Lordship over my life. I receive your life into me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Write my name in the book of life. Amen. Lord, I bless these ones who just received you into your love in the name of Jesus. Help them, Lord, to stand strong in you. I call them blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Bethel, thank you for connecting Please, in this season, be prayerful by the grace and the mercies of God. Study the word and be sensitive to his spirit to know his perfect will for your life. Shalom.